The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, pastor and best-selling author Jensen Franklin, through the sharing of his own family struggles, describes what it looks like to love like you've never been hurt. Our words are like nitroglycerin. You know, if you look that word up, it'll give you two, two meanings of that word. It says it can be explosive and destroy buildings or bridges, <laughs> or it can heal hearts. Yeah, that's They great. take a nitro pill. If you've got a heart problem, it can heal your heart. I'm Betty, and this is James, and we have a wonderful guest. Yeah, we got Jensen Franklin back. If you don't know him, he's this good-looking, black-headed guy that preaches with a lot of fire. <laughs> and he's in Gainesville, Georgia, and uh, has campuses. I think you even have a campus in uh, in California. Am I right about that? Uh -huh. California. Orange County. Yeah. Irvine. Let me let me just welcome uh, Jensen Franklin. You give him a big <laughs> welcome back <laughs> to life today. Jensen, good to have you back. Thank you so much. Back. I'm so yeah, honored. Really, really Thank you. So where's, the church? so where's the church in California? It's in Irvine. Yeah. Irvine. Yeah, right on, right off of the, right down from John Wayne Airport, about oh, one exit. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. All right. You and I have become very close, I'm grateful to say. I consider you family. And uh, we're going to walk this journey out together. You, you believed that God really wanted to heal our nation. Yeah. And you believe God can use imperfect people. That's right. To accomplish his perfect will. <clears throat> you felt like our responsibility was to proclaim the principles of God to everybody and not hold back from anybody, right? Right. And somehow you encouraged me, let's just preach the truth wherever. Even if it's a man from New York that most of us would have never cared about. Why did, were you even willing to encourage me to really pray for Mr. Trump? And you were one of the ones that really, basically, I don't think I'm exaggerating, pleaded with me. Go meet with him. Go speak the truth to him. Why in the world did you do that? Well, I went to that first meeting in Trump Tower, and I went there totally saying, I don't even know why I'm here, to be honest. I didn't know Mr. Trump, didn't, didn't particularly think that he had much of a shot of being president. And after staying in that room for about two hours and hearing him, and then seeing something that I'd not seen that you don't see that a lot of people have never seen. I've, I left there saying something, I can't put my finger on it, but Lord, unless I'm totally off, something's going on here. And this was way back before he'd even mm -hmm. won the Republican thing, you know. And um, Way before he even announced it right And within a few weeks, I, I reached out to you. We, you know, and, 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 I, and I, I just felt like you carry and I'm not saying, I say this all the time, you carry something on you, not just for the body of Christ, but for this nation. There's a prophetic anointing and an authority that God has given you to speak. I've watched you in settings that I can't even talk about here, that God will, and when that thing comes on you, we would call it the anointing, the prophetic anointing. He's bold as a lion. He's compassionate, it's tender, and yet it's bold. And it commands uh, an audience with whoever is in the room. 
And I just knew if, if you could get in that situation that I felt like that God, I'd seen, I knew he had done it once before with President Reagan. I know that President Reagan used your conference to basically be launched to the evangelical community. And, uh, and you know, we just felt like if, if, if we could get certain people around and maybe God is speaking to the body, mm -hmm. maybe God is trying to do something to help our nation. And I know what I'm saying now is controversial. Sure. I know it's very, and I, I don't claim to know everything, nor do I endorse everything. But I'm going to tell you, I'm thankful that, that people like you were willing to speak and are still continuing to speak into the president's life. But just like you wanted it to happen, he indicated and proved it by his actions for two years now that he wanted it. And you know I don't mince words, I don't waver. <clears throat> what does it do to your heart when you find out that somebody's angry at me and calls me names because I would even pray with him and that I would love his family and care about him and they just call me every name in the book? Well, right. How does that affect you as a pastor, knowing that you encouraged me to try to speak truth to to, yeah, I, I think we've anybody. forgotten what why we're here is we presence is everything. If we're not at the table, I would do the same thing for Hillary if she would have asked me. Sure, I would have go, gone into those same meetings just sure. like we do now and speak up when we have the opportunity mm -hmm. for life and speak up for DACA and speak up for this and that, you know, and say the issues that we feel like but we need to talk it right. about. Approach, approach it principally. Do biblically. It, do it. Yeah, biblically. We, we don't go in a party. We go in the name of the Lord. And I want you at the table. I wanted T.D. Jakes with President Obama. You know, when he was serving sure. on it, I was thrilled that sure. Bishop Jakes was there because I know Bishop Jakes is a man of God. And, and, and we need men and women of God in that arena. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that, you, that you've been one of those people. I, I want to thank you for encouraging me. And I want to thank you for, for writing about the heartache that hurts a pastor and a father and a parent so much when one of your children goes away. Yeah. Now you went through this, and I gotta ask you, when you found out your daughter, you're a wonderful church pastor, and she's off in college, and she's decided to drift off, you might say as a prodigal daughter, right? Not, right. not an exaggeration. Did, did you feel then that, that you had failed that you were, did you not even want to ask anybody to pray because you felt like they might not even understand? Tell me what you went yeah, through you, because well, you, you really feel, flesh you it feel, out in this book. You feel like a failure as a parent, mm -hmm. you know, and you feel shame and you feel hurt and all of those things. But in the middle of it, I, I had God begin to do a work in my life, you know, about, uh, he began to deal with me about my words and my reaction you know, my, to being hurt, that our words are like nitroglycerin. You know, if you look that word up, it'll give you two, two meanings of that word. It says it can be explosive and destroy buildings or bridges, <laughs> or it can heal hearts. Yeah, that's They right. take a nitro pill. If you've got a heart problem, it can heal your heart. Your words are just like that. You can, you can blow up bridges and destroy relationships, or you can use your words to heal and speak life. 
And so we had to learn some lessons, and we did. One of the biggest things that God spoke to me in the middle of all of that was that story of Peter when he goes to Jesus, and he says, Lord, how many times do I have to forgive? I, I love Peter. He's one of my favorite <laughs> characters. He, he's, uh, you know, he's temperamental. He's up and down. He cuts a guy's ear off. He cusses. He's, he's you know, he's just wild. Denying and, Jesus. Yeah, and, and, and he says, Lord, how many times do I have to forgive somebody? Seven times? And, you know, he was one of the only disciples that we know for sure was married because Jesus healed his mother-in-law. I have a sneaky, I can't prove this, but I have a sneaky suspicion. He's probably talking about his wife, and he'd probably forgiven her six times. And he's saying <laughs> seven times? And then Jesus says this amazing statement. And, and he's trying to reduce forgiveness down to a mathematical formula. <laughs> Give me the mathematical formula for forgiveness. And Jesus says not seven times, 70 times seven. 490 times in one day. What Jesus was saying is, I'm giving you a new mathematical formula. And forgiveness is not keeping score, it's losing count. Hmm. You have to quit keeping score and you have to start losing count. That's once every three minutes of the day. So if you're going to keep score, you're going to have a long day. He's saying, stop keeping score and, and, and just begin to live this life of forgiveness. When, when pain and hurt comes to your family, you're going to find out that it takes sometimes the worst things done to you to bring the best out of you. I mentioned in the book about um, I went to New Zealand and preached, and I'm going again pretty soon, been several times. But I noticed when I was there, all these birds, and they're flightless. You know, half the birds on the island of New Zealand cannot fly. <laughs> They're, they're, they're big, heavy, fat little birds, and they have they little read stubs. They haven't read my fasting book. But they've got little stubs for wings about like that, and they just walk around. I went to run one day. I'm a jogger, and I went to run, and I, I about tripped over these birds. that I thought they would fly up, you know, and they don't move. They're just looking at you. And I asked somebody about it and got to looking into that. Listen to this. They said the reason that those birds didn't fully develop their wings is because there are no predators on that whole island. Oh. There's no bobcats. There's no wolves. There's no, there's no snakes. There's oh, no man. predators on that. And if there's no predator, you'll never develop your wings. Wow. Now, you can be... A, you can be <laughs> You have to decide, do you want to mount up with wings as eagles in this Christian walk? Or do you want to stay in the chicken coop with the chickens? And when trouble comes, when adversity comes, that's when you begin to exercise those wings of faith that say, I'm down, but I'm not staying down. And it's the adversity. An airplane takes off. They want to know what direction the wind is blowing in because the, the, the opposition is what gives lift to that airplane. The same is true in our lives. And we, want, we think there's some easy way that God's going to do something great in our life. And the truth is, if God's going to give you your wings, if you're going to mount up and go to another level, you better be careful what you ask for because it's probably going to require some opposition. Nobody would have ever heard of David if he had fought a midget. The only reason, the only reason that people know about him is God sent a giant in his life. You lost me, preacher. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. But, but, but you know, it's, it's the opposition, the bigger the opposition. And, you know, I, I hear this all the time. The, it's almost a fearful statement. The 
uh, higher, higher levels, higher devils. That sounds so spiritual, doesn't it? And, you know, and I understand what they're saying. The higher you go up, the more devils you fight. But really, the higher levels, what, what about when you see a five-star general and you see a private on a battlefield, who's surrounded with more protection? Hmm. The five-star general has more bodyguards than the guy down here. The higher level you go to, the higher angelic protection around you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the high places. And God will use opposition, but if you'll let it, it's only going to lift you. It's not going to tear you up. It's going to carry you up. Eagles rise on turbulence. That's it. Eagles seek turbulence. That's it. And so God began to do a work in us, you know, to, to forgive one another, to reach out to one another, to talk again to call again. I go through so many stories in the Bible of some funny things. One, one of the things that happened in our family, Sharice, uh, you know my wife Sharice, mm-hmm. she's, she's a beautiful woman and she uh, you know, had, a, had a father who was in addiction and mm-hmm. came from Vietnam and was never really right through that experience and had a lot of problems. He's deceased now, but he was in and out of her life, in and out of her life. It was very painful and we were... Um, we were building a home, she, and he was a builder, and we thought we can help him, we'll help him. And so we, we got him to build this home, and our, one of our first homes that we ever lived in, and, and, uh, and he just disappeared in the middle of it and left us high and dry like he had done so many times, and it devastated us financially. And make a long story short, but Sharice went on. She has an amazing gift. She's a house builder, and she's built, built houses and, <laughs> and while well, I built churches. <laughs> And she went on and built the house on her own, and it launched her into an amazing gift that actually blessed us personally in amazing mm-hmm. ways. But she decided, and we decided, that since she was taking on this scary project, it's the house that we still live in 20 years later now, that we would take a Bible and open it up and put it in a plastic bag to Psalms 119, where it talks about the blessed man and his house. And we put it in the foundation of that home, and we poured the semen over it. And then she built the house. And we reminded ourselves when the storm came to our family, when, those, when that house was filled with tears and brokenness and hell was coming after our family like we never dreamed it would come to our house, we reminded ourselves, Jesus said, there are two foundations. You can build that house on sand or you can build it on the rock. And we would walk down every once in a while in that little room where we knew that Bible was down there somewhere and we would remind the Lord, we have a covenant with you. This house is built on the word and the promises of God and it's for our children, it's for our children's children. And Lord, we're going through it, but we have faith that you're gonna see us through. And God brought us through and God has done a miracle in our family and he'll do it for you folks. He'll do it for you. And that's why you wrote it. Would you thank Jensen for being open and willing to share. This is a tremendous book, a great story. Love like you've never been hurt. Only God can enable us to do that. But I mentioned to you that you wrote a bestseller, probably the first New York Times bestseller, was on fasting. And and just in, in the closing comment, because it's so much more than trying to lose weight. This is fasting would not be your best diet plan. No. Uh, <laughs> Just well, just summarize why you believe fasting is so important to the believer. I want to hear it myself. When I feel myself getting mechanical about ministry, normal, I don't ever want to do this and think that it's just 
something that I'm doing. And I feel myself losing that edge and that passion and that, f that fervency for God. I have learned the secret that if I will pull away and maybe from sunup to sundown, my day is Saturday, and, uh, and I'll fast most Saturdays from sunup to sundown. And it is amazing how you get tuned back in. It is amazing how you, when you clear your spirit and you say, Lord, I'm going to give you this time and this day, and I want to be with you. I want to feel your heart. I want to see with your eyes. I want to reach with your hands. Give me a compassion for the world. Give me a compassion for the hurting and the broken. And, you know, and, and in your case, you feed the hungry every day. You feed the hungry every day. But one way we can identify with the hungry is when we fast. That's good. Because we're doing it by choice, but they don't yeah. have a choice. And if life doesn't come in there with food yeah. and rescue those girls off the street and feed them and take care of them and heal their lives and be a father to the fatherless, which is pure and undefiled religion. Mm -hmm. But there is something about fasting, uh, James. That, that appetite that you feel, you should turn it toward the appetites for the things of God, yeah. right? Maybe I'd even challenge people watching this show to, 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 to do this, practice fasting, and then send the, the money that you would buy the food send it to a great ministry like this right here and let him feed and rescue children wow. that are dying, needing to be fed. Wow, what a thought. And I encourage people who have, who have followed us. You know, we had, we had, we know several hundred thousand that signed up this year in January for, for our fast. And they said, we want to be worldwide. There was over 250,000 people right, who right. were fasting at one time for 21 days on the Daniel fast. I hope if any of you are watching that you will go and help this great ministry do what you're doing. I so love, and you model for us. You know, you, I, I've watched you and now now we made a commitment to the Lord with our ministry that we're going to do more and more and more of what you do because we believe that's the very heart of Jesus. Would you say thanks to the Lord? The thanks to Vincent. Hey, buddy. I love you. Love you big time. This book is in the bookstores and uh, you can get it. But here's what I want you to know. We're going to give you some gifts every time you give the great gift of life and love. We always just say we want to invest in your spiritual life. We want to be a blessing and inspiration to you. Right now, we are rescuing children and girls mm. from sexual trafficking and the worst bondage you could ever imagine. And it's love that sets them free. <laughs> I want you to watch, and then I want you to see what can happen when you just reach out and touch someone with love. Watch closely. ຈົ່ງຄືມັນຈະບໍ່ຍຸມບາອະອະດາຍສະຄວດສູ່ເພິ່ນຍົມຫໍນະ <cười>
She did not choose this life. We have to be a voice for those who have no voice. Jesus didn't just die for those of us who live in America. He died for girls who don't even know there is a God who loves them. And it's our joy and our responsibility to say, you know what? We're gonna reach out our arms across the world and let girls like this beautiful girl here know you are loved, you are seen, and you have brothers and sisters around the world who are gonna be part of changing your destiny. say, James, is it really possible to uh, change that girl's future 100% positive? Yes. And we have entered into this uh, sexual trafficking crisis with the love of God, and we have been able to rescue thousands. We've been able to get many of them before they get them by giving them the lies and get them in bondage. Did you hear her say, I wanted to die? I mean, she's in such horrible situation, but she said, my siblings, my brothers and sisters need me. I'm needed. Betty, people see that, and they are needed to totally correct that situation for her. In other words, to do what Jesus did, set captives free. If you can understand, this is a 10-year-old, precious little girl. She hasn't had an opportunity to play with her friends, to giggle with them, and to run around and have fun with them. She has taken on the burden of her whole family, all her siblings, because they have to have something to eat. And so then she gets an opportunity, is what she thought it was, to go and to make money and to get food for her family. And she was deceived, and she was trapped, and she was abused, and she was told that this is the way it had to be. And she was beaten if she didn't obey them. And she was threatened of her life. And everything innocent was stripped from her little precious life and her body. Please help us help these children. Let's offer them hope. And we know that hope comes from Jesus Christ. But we are to demonstrate that hope through his love. We can set them free. So please join with us. How do you think Sheila Waltz is sent over there apart from love. She's sent by love, sent by people who watch life today. And she's sent to missionaries who left their comfort and planted themselves in the midst of all that suffering, full of love. And we will rescue them and take care of it. It takes, think about this, $128 is the average to reach, rescue, and begin to restore one person for a year. So we have targeted this year to reach out and rescue 2,500. But our viewers contacted us before we started asking you this time. 
they're going to match over $300,000 of what you give, meaning what you give today will be doubled. That, that's amazing to me. $128 rescues one, now it's two. Some say, I can't even give 128. Well, 64 is now doubled. You got another. And I always, I mean, Betty knows, I always try to get people to reach beyond what seems to be the simple and say, God help me do what might seem impossible. If you could help us rescue 10 and make a gift of $1,280, we got 10. No, now we got 20 because love is doubling that. So would you do it? Go online, please or dial the phone number that's there as a prayer line and let it be a lifeline. Take your bank card or write a check, make it to life, but call us and tell us you're putting it in the mail. But use your bank card like a check and say, here's the gift God's leading me to make today. I pray you're already moving right now to get that card or that check because it really is important to do it now. There's so many things to distract. Don't be distracted from what that girl is crying out for freedom. Jesus offers that because of love expressed by us. Would you do it now? Thank you. We have some gifts to send you that will bless you, I promise you. But you're giving an incredible gift. You're giving them a chance at freedom and a future. Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of violence and sexual abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of millions of young children. With their bodies broken and hopes crushed, these children are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. With your help, Mission Rescue Life can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore children and young people to the beauty God designed for them to enjoy. With a generous opportunity of a $320,000 matching gift, your gift of $128 to help rescue a child will be matched to help two children your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 rescue gift will be doubled to $64. With your gift of any amount today, we'll send you the Names of God prayer journal. From Adonai to Yahweh, this journal is filled with beautiful photographs to help you reflect on 31 different names of God found throughout Scripture. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Names of God Bible, this special edition NIV large print Bible is engraved with the many names of God, a beautiful reminder that the God we serve is infinitely good. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request a beautiful Bridge of Faith frame canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, Betty and I say thank you so much, and we, of course, thank uh, Jensen. Um, the book, Love Like You've Never Been Hurt, would be glad to uh, send it to you. You say, James, would you, would you? We're helping rescue those from sexual trafficking. The book that became the first New York Times bestseller on fasting is available online, and then there's a couple of other books uh, that are, um, some of them abbreviate a little bit and compact. But uh, you have an interest there. I, I ask him to bring it up because I feel like the Lord's really speaking to me about it. And I really thank you for doing it. Would you thank Jensen for being with us? Sharing so much of God's love and truth with us, Jensen. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank all of you so much. Thank you for watching. And thanks for helping us put arms of love around the suffering all over the world. Thank you, Father.
winner of six Grammy Awards, 18 Dove Awards, and inducted into the Christian Music Hall of Fame, Russ Taft shares the 50-year struggle with shame. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.